Howdy travelers, this is uh, Rich aka Boarlord. I got absolutely nothing going on here in Denver. I'm, you might hear a slight crackling sound in the background, that's baby. I got my little Samson Go mic here clipped to my uh, Pixel 2 XL. And that is, uh, seems to be doing pretty well. I uh, should probably be a little quieter. I think I got this thing cranked up a little bit. But either way, it'll produce some better audio, I'm sure, than the old Fizzone. But yeah, here we are. First day in Denver. Got in last night. Pretty late. Um, this morning's already filled with bad attitudes and <laughs> crummy, confusing situations. Um, and it's not even 8 o'clock yet. Literally, it's 5 minutes to 8 o'clock here. <sighs> I mean, I know back in Florida... It's later than that, but um, I went to bed at 2.30 Denver time and woke up at 6.45 Denver time. It's been a mess, but um, yeah, I don't know. We're going to be here for a couple of days, so, um, so yeah, you might hear some more baby crackling because that's why I'm here. <laughs> My high-powered uh, consultant wife is at a... Uh, and consultant and strategic planning uh, wife is at a conference at the moment downstairs and I am sat in this bee just staring out at the city and some mountains you know if you go over to uh, Instagram at Richardometry you can see some pictures I put up this morning already pretty fun little fun photos from our hotel room here at the Sheridan din, 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 din. <laughs> uh, I don't know what this show is going to be like probably because I'm going to be recording it in sections throughout the day whenever I got time since I'm with little crinkler down here say hello little crinkler hi no no don't grab that <laughs> don't grab that <laughs> wow say hello say hi no all you want to do is reach for it huh <sighs> making a liar out of me I feel like it makes it sound like I just have a fake baby that I'm making up ah there she is <laughs> give me some of that tell everybody there it is <laughs> oh, I hope you guys are happy I made my child upset so that you could hear it <laughs> and there she goes so we'll catch soon uh, I guess we'll get this show started for lack of a better term alright y'all give it up for your host Borlord hardest working man in podcasting there <laughs> oh i uh i just wanted you guys to hear that first because i had recorded it as an intro not even thinking about the fact that i can't put um music under it <laughs> not out of anchor i'm not at that skill level yet so 
I mean, I am, I know how to do it, but I don't want to spend the hours and hours and hours and hours it would take me to do it. I mean, some people are like, oh, fucking so simple, dude. You know, like the Saturday Night Live guys, like, move, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so this uh, episode spans uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Denver. I have a, a clip from each day. So, uh, so yeah, so you can enjoy that. But, um, starting out, we flew out there. First of all, my wife was going to a conference, which you'll hear about in a minute, uh, a little bit about that. But, uh, we flew out on Thursday night, got out there late, got to the hotel at like nine 30 <laughs> starved. And, uh, and then, uh, you, the thing you just heard was from the next morning, Friday morning which if you want to see those pictures, they are up at uh, Richardometry on Instagram. And you can go check them out there. I don't, it's not the latest post now, but um, but yeah, I'm trying to do the best I can at getting these things out into the world for you guys. And well, you, for you, one person that I'm talking to. Yeah, you, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, so the next segment we're going to do is a chat between me and my wife. It explains a bit of why we're in Denver, what this conference is, um, what the conference is about, and kind of the underlying shit, you know, surrounding that. And then uh, the last little clip is just me being a uh, dumbass on the street, listening to some Uber guy. Anyway you can you'll hear it for yourself but uh i apologize for the poor audio quality um on the next segment with holly because i was using a new audio recorder and i must have fucking leaned on something i don't know but it uh came out it was like super clipping um so i did the best i could i doctored it up i made it uh, at least manageable for you guys so try and bear with it uh, also have to apologize for all the fucking plosives and handling noise on the thing before I, uh, hadn't, hadn't done much with this, uh, new mic. So I'm working on it. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll get into next into the chat between me and my wife, Holly. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see y'all a little later in the episode. Okay, so here in Denver, we, uh, we're we just going to do this as like a one-off segment because don't have a show for this to go with at the moment. Um, so yeah, we're just going to say we're here in Denver, in the Sheridan, downtown, with a baby. She's here too. She'll hi, make, baby. Hi, baby. She's going to make some noise. I can guarantee it. But we're here... Why are we here? We are here for a uh, uh-huh. an annual conference of the American Montessori Society. Okay. See, now I always I always mess that up because for some reason I thought the S stood for something different, mm-hmm. and I wanted to call it American Montessori Society, mm-hmm. but for some reason every time it comes up, I'm like AMS American Montessori. <laughs> you know. Um, well, the American Montessori Society is a Montessori credentialing body. Yeah. They decide 
what schools can, uh, what schools are really exhibiting high quality Montessori characteristics. Okay. So they don't, they're not, um, well, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if I put this in a show, I'm going to say who you are, but sure. this, this is my wife. Take it away, wife. So I am the wife. Oh, my name is Holly. Holly Ernest, wife of Richie Ernest. And I am a Montessori teacher with eight years of classroom experience. I've got a teaching credential through the American Montessori Society. I have kind of a unique perspective on Montessori teaching because I also have master's degrees in uh, human dimensions of organizations and uh, business. From UT. UT Austin. Welcome. What? what? Um, and then what else? What else about Montessori? Oh, no, I didn't know if you were finished talking about. I feel like that's a decent introduction of my, uh, my background. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> we eventually want to do this as like a regular show. And I know that this probably will be somewhat boring, but we only have a few minutes left to kill anyway. So we're just doing a quick little what uh let's do an overview because i don't think that i've ever met anyone in montessori anywhere you know any teacher or whatever i've lived very limited of course but um i don't know anyone else that can explain montessori as like i used to be you know you know this a tour guide in austin and it was exciting to me when I learned, uh-oh. Baby fell over. <laughs> Whoops. I just let her lay there. I think she might. Whatever. Um, <laughs> nope. She will not whatever. She will not whatever. <laughs> go on, as a tour guide. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, as a tour guide, I, like when I would learn new things, it wasn't just like facts. I didn't just recite them off back to people, but like really looked at the whole stories, what else was going on in Texas at because the time. Because the story brings the facts to life. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why I always, I never really made it in history <laughs> because it was all about facts. It was all about dates. It was all about Real memorization of facts. Right. Uh oh. Uh, so smiley but um but yeah so i mean i i always like to tell the story more interestingly than just exactly what happened so tell me the story of montessori in just a short thing so people know what's going on here what the you know what we're even talking about well Montessori essentially is a, is a teaching philosophy. Mm-hmm. Montessori <laughs> makes knowledge more accessible to students. Um, Montessori teachers, rather than standing up in front of a class and giving direct instruction to a whole class at once, they divide their time between giving one-on-one lessons to individual students or giving little small group lessons while the rest of the students are practicing independently. 
when the teachers aren't giving those one-on-one -on -one lessons, they're observing their students at work. So when the students aren't having those one-on-one -on -one lessons, they're free to select activities from an established curriculum. The room is mm -hmm. filled with materials that are, you know, designed to teach them something. Who designs those things? Well, that's an interesting question. And we can get to that later. That's a, that's a whole other... Sure. The materials yeah. essentially are designed through uh, the scientific method. Yeah. Through observing how children... And whatever's, whatever is consistent with the philosophy to bring concepts Correct. forward. Basically, every material in the classroom isolates a certain concept. Okay. Just one specific concept that the mm -hmm. child can practice without a lot of adult intervention. Um, yeah, because we can't have adults be getting in the middle of this. Sure. What I love about Montessori is That's what's that... the problem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem, I think, is that uh, there's too many adults involved. <laughs> We're talking about children. Children got to learn. Well, there's too many gatekeepers to knowledge in general. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and that's what I love about Montessori. It means that students can take ownership of their own learning without having to wait to be granted access by a teacher to right. the information. Because then, then you're... Uh... You become like codependent on, I don't know, I could, that's a whole other rabbit hole, but mm -hmm. I know it just something that I can say without speculating is that in my own, and I, you know, I'm a weirdo, but in my own life, it's always interesting or um, like I always remember the things, it's more meaningful when I did it. Somebody didn't just. Like, I figured it out, you know? It's um, like the see one, see one, do one, teach one. Yeah. That's a, that's a phrase that comes up a lot in Montessori and in sort of hands-on experiential learning what, in general. What does that mean? That's pretty jargony. Yeah, I, I guess it is. You just went to that thing earlier today you were telling I, me about. I hate jargon. I'm the so anti-jargon. What was it called? Elevator? Uh, crafting an, an elevator pitch. Crafting an elevator pitch. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, the idea behind <laughs> see one, do one, teach one. That's like trying to someone to say to like uh, some evangelical person, hey, um, explain Christianity and your beliefs without using any of your church terms. <laughs> like, sure. What's well, funny work. is like what I, that's not even a Montessori <laughs> phrase. Oh, uh -oh. no. Basically, just means that in the process of acquiring knowledge, you retain more mm -hmm. when you're able to. Uh... You can, I can hear her, so I've got a, I've got headphones on, mm -hmm. and so I can hear every sound. You're able to retain the knowledge more if you can teach what you have learned to someone else after you learn it. Sure. Yeah, no, that's another thing. Yeah. Sure. That's a challenging thing in itself. Yes. Because, like, I I'm good at figuring things out, but then somebody says to me, like, how's it going? I'm like, well, I just tell them the way that, like, I the steps that I've walked through to get there. Yeah. And a lot of times that's not, that's not most people's process. I'll say that. When I try and explain <laughs> things, people are like, huh? <laughs> You know, like, I know you're not stupid. It's got to be me. <laughs> got to be me. 
Well, I could talk for a long time about Montessori. Sure, uh, and we'll talk more later about this. I just sure. wanted to get a conversation going, let people hear you. Sure. Next time we talk, we'll we'll get to the origins of Montessori. Yeah. It's about a hundred years old as a as a philosophy, a little over a hundred years old. Started by the first female physician in Italy. Okay. First woman in Italy to earn a medical degree. Wow. And you might be wondering. How long ago was that? That was about 100 years ago. That was about uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> you might be no. wondering why Why did a woman with a medical degree start an educational philosophy? And that is a good question. That's what we'll explain next time. Sure. Um, what do you think about the conference, though? Do you think... Um, you, what does this, uh, the society, it sounds like some secret, <laughs> build Masons. Bird. Yeah. To, yeah, I mean. Freemasons. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm. It's not closed door. I mean. It's, That's what you think. Sort of. You don't know about the secret stuff. Ooh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what is, uh, how is this conference? Is it, do you think this is an informative like, is it a good thing for teachers to come to this conference? Do they learn anything? Or is it just kind of a, hey, let's celebrate that we all know about it? Or Well, it used to be a little bit, uh, I think the phrase I've heard before is na- navel-gazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just Montessori people repeating jargon to one another. Right. Pretty much until the past, I would say, two or three years. But it, in recent years, the governing body... Mm-hmm. Like the board of directors for the American Montessori Society, really has made a concerted effort to expand expand the boundaries of Montessori to become more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it's another good question: why Why is Montessori exclusive? Like why mm-hmm. Why has that become a mm-hmm. an issue? Well, I mean, what? Is that even an issue? Like, yes. what? what's the problem with that? Uh, well, Montessori education, as it stands now, at least in the United States, is primarily offered through private schools, mm-hmm. mainly, for, mainly as a preschool, private preschool, mainly to upper middle class or mm-hmm. affluent people, mainly to white people. Yeah. Probably why it hasn't spread that much. Yeah, there's not a lot of access to Montessori. For yeah, there's not like a, you know, lobbying to get Montessori philosophies into mainstream public education or anything. No, because it's difficult. It's difficult to standardize the the curriculum and the outcomes. Yeah. This is something that we're struggling with right now in, in the Montessori community. Is how to. Um, just let her have that if she's... Maybe he's got some sunglasses. <laughs> How to quantify the results of what we do. Right. Like we know anecdotally that it works. We know that students' learning outcomes are better. Right. In terms of critical thinking and executive function. That's a, that's a whole huge thing right there. Critical thinking, that is... Um, yeah, that's a thing that most people in society today, I think, are missing. <laughs> sure. Completely. And I think that 
Montessori as a philosophy, again, I'd love to talk about this more at length, too, oh, we will. has applications outside of the field of education, mm-hmm. outside of children in schools. I think that as a philosophy of learning, it's it's relevant to adults as well, especially adults in the workplace. Um, you know, the easiest way to enact societal change to bring about change in a, in a culture or society is, is through educating children. But if we're trying to see positive change in society, there's going to have to be people who come into it midstream. Yeah. And those are adults, you know, they, right. they didn't get this kind get... of education as a child. They've right. had yeah. so jumped it's onto not... the moving carousel. Yeah. And that one thing from you being a teacher for you know, you've been a teacher. Did you say that? You've been a teacher for the past? Eight years. Eight years? Yeah, I said that. Okay. Um, but from just from you talking about it and, you know, your kids and everything, it just seems like, uh, it, you know, if parents, if like, you know, and that's, I think that's what you're saying is the problem with the 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 class of people that can afford to send their kids to these schools also are the are normally the kind of people i don't know i just saw this in you know your kids experience that you're teaching them you know a way of life a way of relating to other people as well as learning concepts and that sort of thing but unless that is reinforced at home Mm -hmm. which i think a lot of adults mindset is they're paying for the best school so that their kid, someone else can teach their kid, and they raise them however they want, mm-hmm. you know. But that's kind of a throw. It's a little wasteful to not also be trying to enact that lifestyle at home, don't you think? Well, that's it. Yeah, I, I agree. If it's not like reinforce the language, reinforce the if it the doesn't become things. a holistic thing around like the every aspect of the child's life, mm-hmm. it, it can be a wasted opportunity. But that's a focus of Montessori schools. A big focus of those schools is educating parents. Right. Trying to create a community of of Montessorians. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's about 15 minutes or so. Uh, We got to scoot on to dinner this evening. And this baby's not going to sit forever. So, Um, I don't know. That's a good chat. I think that... uh, I think that we should definitely do this maybe a few more times and and uh, see if we can. I think it would be a great thing for a show. And, you know, this is seems to me to be kind of like a rigid talk about it. But I would like to get more into be able to get into the specific yes. ideas, the concepts, sure. the questions. Like, well, who designs the, you know, who the stuff they the play materials? with? They, not play with, but the work that they do. Who designs the materials and... It's okay to say they play with it because they're little children and they are playing with it. Yeah, essentially, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's but a I'd big love debate to get... too. That's a big debate among the Montessorians. Do you call it work or play? Sure, sure. But um, yeah, I'd love to get in those things and have just kind of relaxed, uh, longer chats that aren't so widespread. But anyway, all right. Well, we did it. We, we did, did a it. we did a piece. We did a podcast piece. <laughs> Cheers, podcast world. Cheers, podcast world. All right. Well, whatever comes after this, enjoy it.
So I'm here out, uh, standing outside of the Sheraton, downtown Denver, Colorado. And, um, because I still smoke cigarettes like an asshole. And, uh, but I gotta give it up. Just a little shout out. I may have had a little bit of the Colorado, uh, fun salad. <laughs> uh after dinner so yeah bear with me the guy across the street obviously like an uber or something has been pumping the jams i mean he's got his windows down and i'm just over here rocking hitting some folks up on instagram and uh yeah so just wanted to give a shout out to that guy kind of like a dark gray toyota I'd say like a Corolla or Camry or something like that. But yeah, he's pumping it, man. It's got to be loud inside. But uh, he can keep it going for all I'm concerned. Give it a little airtime, let him uh, let you hear it. Oh, there's some cars coming. Shit. Ruining my whole segment, man. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, he's cut it down, so. Oh, it's back. All right, this is getting ridiculous. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I'm still jamming to that, and uh, that's going to go on a playlist soon, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that's, um, that's just a few quick uh, snippets. What all I had, you know, time I had to do, because, uh, hey, you know, I got a fucking baby, and uh, got priorities. So, I uh, hope you all enjoyed this little, uh, little Denver, Denver cast. <laughs> Uh, this is just getting terrible with putting casts on the end of everything. I'm just, I am contributing to the problem. It is very, uh, in certain punny territory that is not good to be in. <laughs> uh, well, hit us up, let you know, let, uh, hit me up. Let me know what you think of, uh, of the show. What we, uh, you know. You live in Denver, maybe. You've been to Denver. You like Denver. I cruised around it a little bit while we were there. Uh, we also got to go up to Golden, drink a Coors, straight from the source, Golden, Colorado. Uh, pictures of that also up on uh, on the Instas. Uh, if you want to go there, at Richard Ometry on Insta and uh, at Richardography on Twitter. And then, of course, how could I forget... A-N-G-O podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Oh man, one of these days I'm going to get an email and be, I'm going to shit myself, you know So, um, whatever Just do your best That's all I'm trying to do That's all I'm asking, okay? Um, 
yeah, I guess there's no other order of business uh, except to say, ooh, uh, this is another thing that I'm probably going to get into pretty soon. Uh, trying to keep the podcast kind of neutral in the uh, political political uh, realm, you know. I, you know, I don't swing either way. Don't send in your hate mail. Um, I don't want to take sides because I love all you guys. Okay. Wherever you stand, I'm with you. Okay. We're all here. We're all people. We're all trying to do something. Uh, I digress. But any case, um, while I was in Denver, Ooh, this was another interesting thing just before we go. <laughs> I love how I'm tacking this story right onto the end. Um, Saturday while I was there, I got to see for just a few short moments, the, um, March for our lives, uh, rally, the one that was going on in Denver and, uh, pretty interesting. A lot of folks, a lot of folks out there. I mean, it just was, didn't seem to have any beginning or end. It was just a long line of people marching down the way and they came right up next to the you know they were right next to the sheridan so i saw them you know they were half a block away like down at the corner you know but um but either way whatever you think about that i have my opinions you have your opinions um what can we do the one thing that i have heard slung around more than anything in the past i'd say year or two is 2018 at this point um for the end of march so but uh yeah amendments okay uh first amendment second amendment 14th amendment not so much 16th amendment no one ever talks about if i if i got that one right i don't know it's been a while since i read the uh u.s constitution and um since i keep hearing people talking about it and ready to you know go to war over it you know violently or non-violently <laughs> uh and uh so i said man i haven't read the constitution in a long time and i know most people that i talk that i've talked to or heard talk about the these you know any issues pertaining to constitutional law have uh either haven't read it in a very long time or have never read it okay so um i think in an upcoming show we might uh or maybe a couple of shows i don't know maybe i'll make a segment out of it and do it over several shows you why don't you send me an email let me know do you want me to spread it out do you want me to do one focused episode um but i'm going to be going through the constitution and uh providing my constitutional commentary <laughs> uh yeah so i'm i'm gonna take a, i'm pretty dodo okay um like just like you so um i'm gonna go through it you know yeah the 90s the 90s were and early 2000s were an age of like you know you remember those big yellow uh you know whatever it is insert such and such for dummies you know okay so this is the full-on into the 21st century and i'm gonna say i'm making a <laughs> podcast series constitution the u.s constitution for dodos okay it's 2018 we're not called dummies anymore we're dodos 
Okay, if you hear somebody say dummies, be like, get the fuck away from me, okay? Because you're from 1999, all right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said before, I really appreciate it. And keep those uh, infos rolling in. And we'll see you on the next go round. Ha, <laughs> ha, <laughs> you thought that was the last <laughs> well this is the last <laughs> okay so <laughs> nope one more I want to do one more <laughs> come on just just where if you got your uh, headphones on or you know you're jogging somewhere you're sitting in your office you're fucking in your car spice it up a little bit you know stop reading your fucking text messages for five seconds and just go <laughs> oh, I am whacked out. It's too late. Bye, guys.